addressing your misdemeanors Was too busy touring out all your arenas My passport is tattered, it look like it's active I play on these planes, y'all catch me in traffic Y'all drug me in court for that shit Y'all back was after all of these years of drug trafficking, huh? Time to remind me I'm black again, huh? All this talking back, I'm too arrogant, huh? What would you do? You knew you couldn't fail I have no fear of anything, do everything well I have no fear of jail, I was born in a trap I have no fear of death, we all born to do that It's just life, I'm just nice Tonight I might raise my price Great advice, damn you ho Jesus Christ I can do anything Thank you guys for tuning in to the Dog Whisperer Podcast. Uh, just a few hours ago, 9.01 p.m. on March the 5th, Nathaniel Woods, at age 43, was executed, murdered by the state of Alabama for a crime that he is innocent of despite the evidence. We're going to talk today about that case, about what I feel about uh, what, the, what the message they're sending to us as black people and how the leaders of our modern day society could be part of the problem. Let's talk about it. This is Dog Whisperer Podcast. Back in 2005, a jury convicted Nathaniel Woods in the shooting deaths of three police officers. Now, apparently, there was no evidence he fired the weapon, but prosecutors argued that he conspired with the gunman. In a statement, Alabama's AG called this an effort to save cop killer Nathaniel Woods from his just punishment. Meanwhile, there's another man, the confessed shooter, who says he acted alone and that Woods is, quote, 100% innocent. Okay, let's let's start right there. Um, let's start with the Alabama AG, which means the Alabama Attorney General. If y'all don't know who that is, um, let's start there. If if you heard what he said, that the Attorney General basically said that all this protest and all this all these prayers to stop this execution was a smoke screen in a sense to prevent the state from executing a cop killer that's how they refer to him cop killer Nathaniel Woods is how they refer to him cop killer Nathaniel Woods He's 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 literally nothing more to them at the at the time that they arrested him, the time that they decided that he was guilty of these acts. Steve Marshall, the Attorney General in Alabama, only sees him as a cop killer. He's no longer a brother or a father or a son or who any of these things that he was to people and to society, he's now only cop killer Nathaniel Woods. Okay? A little bit deeper, you have a man who fired the gun saying on record, I acted alone. Nathaniel Woods 
is completely innocent of these acts. On top of, on record, we know that at the time of the shooting, at the time that the gun was fired, Nathaniel Woods was sitting with a cop in front of him, handcuffed, already detained, already surrendered, already saying, I'm innocent of whatever they were already coming for. He's already detained. He's in handcuffs. He has no gun. He fired no shots. And he was sentenced to execution for killing three police officers. Now, I might be dumb, stupid, or something, but how do you get convicted of killing by gunshot with no gun? How do you get tied to a shooting saying that what they they said he's responsible for luring the police officers into the house to be ambushed ambushed was there 12 shooters was there dudes jumping out of rooms and stuff like that to shoot the police officers there's more of you than there are of us and one of us is detained. So how is that an ambush? When you think about it, it should make sense, right? It should be common sense. There shouldn't even be an execution. There shouldn't even be a sentencing of execution. He should have already been out. Let's be real. Let's be honest. If this is a white man in the same exact mirrored situation, he was at home with his family eating. Not even days after that, I'm sure. If this is a white man, we're not having this conversation. We're not saying that Nathaniel Woods was executed last night. We're not saying any of that if this was a white man. So where do we go from here? Where do we go? We'll be right back. Okay, so um, a little backstory for those who don't really know the case, those who uh, are just now becoming aware of the case recently. Um, it's been 16 years. Uh, 2004, um, three Birmingham police officers uh, 
Carlos Owens, Harley Chisholm, and Charles Bennett um, were killed, murdered. Uh, Birmingham actually called that the deadliest day in the history of the police department in Birmingham, Alabama. So, at that time, again, uh, condolences to those families of the police officers. Not ever am I saying that anybody, you know, deserves to lose their life. And I'm not saying that the families of those officers are wrong for wanting justice for their family members. And they're not wrong for speaking out and they're not wrong for feeling how they feel. And they're not wrong for even celebrating, feeling like they've reached justice. I'm not mad at you for that. I'm not mad at all. That's, that's it, I would too. You know, if my family member was, it was murdered, I would want justice for my family members. But how ever... Where's justice? When does justice become more than just justice at the hands or at the expense of us? When does justice look like us? When do we see justice? When do we get to experience the joy and the celebration and the 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 exhale? of feeling like our government, our state, our officers, our lawyers, our legal system actually worked for us. Now, mind you, I've seen it work. I've seen firsthand our legal system do right. But I've also seen a a us, a me, meaning a black man or a black woman being the one sitting up there in the chair giving us, a me, a black boy or a black girl a second chance or a fair ear. At 9.01 p.m., Nathaniel Woods was put to death and was officially pronounced dead. He's 43 years old. He's been in custody for 16 years. An innocent man sat for 16 years and was still put to death despite all the evidence that shows otherwise. Steve Marshall, the Alabama Attorney General, Republican Steve Marshall. You hear the case and you couldn't even just wait. Instead, I feel like you 
had almost a sense of duty for your people to make sure this man was put to death. Especially because of how much attention he was getting. You want to make sure you reminded us that we're still the black ones. You want to make sure that Alabama knows I hear y'all but understand something. Y'all ain't got that kind of power. You think you do but y'all ain't got that kind of power. Because I hear y'all and I could easily wait but because we and not you have a point to prove this is going to happen and you know the, the sisters and the brothers and everything of the police officers that were killed they spoke out and that's all you see you see all these uh, inserts and, and things online of what these relatives of the officers said and they're glorifying those officers and, and all those things but then all you hear is cop killer Nathaniel Woods an innocent man gets murdered by the state and all you hear and all you see him being represented as, as cop killer Nathaniel. They put the cop killer in there so that we feel stupid for asking that his life be spared. They put cop killer in there so that they feel righteous in saying that we have to get this done at the hands of justice. Because if we don't, we're setting a president that all the police officers are targets. Well, what about the president that if you execute this man that furthers and deepens and strengthens those roots that black men who are already targets will continue to be targets? It says the president that even in my own house, in handcuffs, detained by you, I can still get murdered by you 16 years later because that's what happened. Nathaniel Woods is detained. Another man shoots the police officer, murders the police officers. And Nathaniel Woods sits for 16 years only to be executed on March 5th at 9.01 p.m. And all we're going to ever see about him in the press is cop killer Nathaniel Woods. Ain't that a motherfucker? It's election time. It's election year. And Republican Steve Marshall has set his president. He has made his point. He's let us know in the state of Alabama just what we mean to him. So what do we do? How do we how do we move? How do we make a change? 
We say we 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 keep saying that we have to make a change. We keep saying that it's us or them. So how do we make that change? What is it that we have to do to make that change? What is the change that we're looking for? Because year after year, after year, after year, we keep reading these stories, we keep seeing these stories, we keep hearing about these stories of us being victims to the system. Not only do we have to worry about us killing us, us robbing us, but now we have to worry about the system that's meant to protect us feeling glorified in murdering us. So celebrities like T.I. had a lot to say on social media about uh, the case, about this, the, you know, asking for you know, the stay on execution and all these things. Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to get into a lot of the celebrities that, you know, posted and stuff like that and what they could be doing differently and, and how I feel. This is just my opinion. You know, everybody's tired of their opinion, but how I feel and how I see this divide that they speak of. You know, T.I. always speaks of this divide that we have as people, as as black people, you know, this us or them narrative that he's created um, and this divide that he thinks he sees amongst our people and our lack of action I'm going to give my opinion on why I feel that T.I. himself is partially to blame for that separation So first, I'm going to read a little bit of an interview, a phone interview that uh, was done with Carrie Spencer, uh, who is the young man that actually fired the gun um, in 2004. Um, so he he has he 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 stuck to saying that Woods, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Woods was innocent. He said it from the beginning. He's, he said it year after year, day after day. Um, Nathaniel Woods is innocent. Um, but uh, William Holman actually did a phone interview um, with CNN, with Carrie Spencer, and his account of what happened uh, basically says uh, when I woke up I had a chopper on my lap he said using slain for the SKS rifle authorities say he used to kill the officers when I got up I got up with the rifle I'm in a crack house we sell dope this is what we do you always have to have your gun on you 
at the ready if you're inside that fucking apartment is what he said he says he heard fumbling around in the other room he looked out the window and saw police cars but he thought the officers were outside he emerged from the bedroom he says as Woods walked out of the kitchen with a knot on his head so he said that Nathaniel Woods walked out of the kitchen had a knot on his head and he was holding his eye Carrie Spencer says he wasn't clear as to what was happening, he said, but then he saw movement out of the corner of his eye. And when he looked to the side, there was two police officers trying to train their guns on him. So he opened fire. He wasn't trying to get shot, period. I had a rifle in my hand. They're going to shoot me, he said. He didn't care that the men in the house were policemen. He said, you point a gun at me, bitch. I'm fixing to shoot. He said when he opened fire that Nate jumped as if he was getting shot. And once he seen he wasn't getting shot, when I kept firing, he said, that nigga took off. So basically, in handcuffs, Nathaniel took off. Because Carrie Spencer had opened fire with an SKS rifle on the police officers. He says, Nate is a good guy. Nate ain't no killer. The reason Nate was down there in the dope house with us is because he needed money. Woods had to be supervised because he was so soft-hearted, he'd give the drugs away for free. So let, let's, again, you know, we're in a dope house. Now, how many times have you guys heard me say, you gotta watch where you're going. Watch who you're around. Watch who you're with. But that's neither here or there. We're in a dope house. We're in a crack house. This is an innocent man. Innocent of murder, at least. He Maybe he was selling. Maybe he was in a crack house. Maybe he did have crack on him. But the charges say murder. The charges were capital murder. The charges don't fit the crime. We're in a crack house. I sell crack. But I have been beat up in the kitchen. I have a knot on my head, my hands over my eye, with handcuffs on my wrist. Police officers are with me. I'm thinking I'm getting shot as y'all are getting shot. And when I realized that I'm not getting shot, I fucking ran. And the man with the SKS rifle who did the shooting, who runs the crack house, who's telling you that this is what I do and this is what I did because I refused to get shot by the police. So I opened fire, even though at first I really thought the police were outside. But when I seen that they were police, I still opened fire because you're not going to shoot me. Those are Carrie Spencer's words, but yet the innocent man was still p- 
put to death at 9.01 p.m. on March 5th in the state of Alabama. And Governor K. Ivey, Republican. Attorney General Steve Marshall, Republican, did nothing but let us know you're still black, you're still them. To us, you're them. So a call to action. What is a call to action? All right, we, we've, over the past couple of days, you've seen celebrities galore, tweeting, Instagramming. You know, this is what's happening. Nathaniel Woods is innocent. This is what's happening. We have to stop this. We have to do something. And then you have celebrities like T.I. that they put a call to action out here. They say, hey, us as fair and able people, we have to do something. I think all my people in the state of Alabama should walk out on their jobs. We have to set a standard. We have to set, we have to make a point. You guys need to walk out on your job. And when we don't do that, we're the problem. We didn't stand up for Nathaniel Woods. We didn't stand up for us because we are working for the people that are killing us, but yet we still continue to go to work. See, yeah, that's where the divide comes in. That's where we then separate ourselves amongst ourselves because every black person isn't able to walk out on their job. And I don't know about all the black people in Alabama, but I don't know. I don't remember CNTI post nothing about being in Alabama at any point in time. I don't remember T.I. setting up something at 7 p.m. or later when people are getting off work. I don't remember him setting up a protest in front of the correctional facility. I don't remember him himself trying to set up something with Governor Kay Ivey or Attorney General Steve Marshall or trying to set up a way for uh, us to be able to help. I don't remember him setting up something that people who work paycheck to paycheck who work 6 to 2.30 or 9 to 6 or 8 to 5 in the state of Alabama. I don't remember him setting up something that a call to action could actually be responded to. But yet all I see is that he posts and posts and posts and posts and posts. And then he gets irritated and frustrated and mad and he calls us out. Because we're not responding to the call of action. It must be nice to be a celebrity and to be able to just sit in your home and take news clips and postings and stuff and post them to your social media and look like the social activist. Because we have a whole lot of modern day Martin Luther Kings and Malcolm X's 
But the difference between our modern day so-called leaders and those real heroes and those real leaders of past day is that instead of saying this is what we should do, they went out and did it. So to all of my celebrities and to all of these social media posters and everybody that has so much to say from behind their phone screens, when are we going to see you in our faces? When are you going to be standing at the Capitol building in Montgomery? When are you going to be trying your hardest to march from where you're at to where Nathaniel Woods was executed? When does that happen? A call to action is really a call to follow. Meaning I'm standing in front of you and I'm asking you to follow my lead. I'm not giving you instructions and then watching to see if you actually do it or not. Because that's really what was going to happen. You want us to walk out of our jobs and you want us to do all these things. And then what are you going to do when they don't have a job to go back to? What are you going to do? Are you going to help them feed their families? Are you going to help them stay on their feet? Because they've walked down the job and you're sitting at your house or you're sitting at the restaurant that you're trying to open or you're sitting at your son's performance or you're sitting at your daughter's performance or you're watching your wife on the stage with Escape. Are you going to be sending some of that money to these families that are walking out of their jobs to follow your call to action? That's the divide right there. We're divided as people because we're divided by our pockets. The rich, the wealthy, the famous are the people that we're looking at to be our leaders. But all you guys are doing is posting. Now, in this situation, I don't think there's anything that could have been done differently. Just being honest. I mean, I don't know much about law. I don't know what the defense attorneys did. I don't know what motions they filed. I don't know any of those things. But as far as speaking about the people, people like T.I. And people like, you know, if you think about Kim Kardashian and the work that she's doing, if you think about how Jay-Z worked and, and was able to help Meek Mill and, you know, all these things that the celebrities who actually move, you know, the Jay-Zs and, the, and, and you got to... I'm going to put Kim Kardashian's name in there regardless of what y'all guys feel about her. She has done some great work. You have to research the work that she's doing before you keep worrying about what she posts on social media. But she did some great works. So the stuff, the movement that they have created, the movement that they have actually done, the action that they've taken, I feel very, very sure that if given more time, something more could have been done. I think with the limited amount of time that we've had, because people really didn't know about this story. You know, if you're from Alabama, like myself, then you heard of it. You heard it when it happened. Um, Especially, you know, going to college up in that area. You know, you, you, you hear about it. My best friend lives in Birmingham. So, of course, it's something that we heard about when it happened. 
and when it happens you don't know the details back in 2004 social media is not the thing so you're not able to just go on social media and figure out and see everything that people are saying and try to put the case together yourself you're, you're relying on what the news is telling you and you're relying on what the newspapers are telling you and understand the newspapers the news all that media stuff is ran by the people who just murdered Nathaniel Woods so of course everything we've seen was pointing him out to be a cop killer so until now you know until we're able to actually hear more details of the case we don't know what happened and now that we know what happened it's too late but I will just say that for someone like T.I. who lives across the bridge even if it wouldn't have worked, your call to action has to be you in front of the people that you're calling to action. You can't ask or you can't say that because you don't walk out on your job, you're not black enough. Or because you won't walk out on your job, you're choosing them over us. That's where you're dividing us as people right there because you're making people decide on feeding their families or trying to prove a point that you're not even with us to prove. This is a sad day, you know, just, it's a sad day. It's, it's a day that, like I said, it reminds, it's them reminding us that we're still black, huh? You know, Jay-Z had that in one of his lyrics. And he said, you know, it's, it's, it's time to remind me I'm still black again. In 2020, we're still being reminded that we're black. In 2020, we're still having to be told that we're black. What is that? How does what? It, how? How? I don't know. This is a sad day. As always, guys, thank you uh, for listening to the Dog Whisperer podcast. Leave your messages that you always do let me know what you guys think about this case um if you know or have any perspective that i didn't share today let me know um even if it's opposing you know the things that i said if you if you don't agree with what i said let me know tell me why um you know families had to mourn deaths of you know, those officers, and I'm sure they're reliving that moment again in their lives, but, you know, there we're, there's families now, there's a family now mourning the death, the official death of one of their own, a man they know to be innocent, a man they know to not be able to do the things that he was charged with doing. 
they've had to sit with that for 16 years and they've had to finally sit here and have one of their own executed and murdered at the hands of the state that they live in. Let me know what you guys think.